When problems arise in the workplace, is it hard for you to have a clear perspective? Plus, what could be the benefit of having perspective in the workplace? Do you feel like you are respected for what you do at work? Or has anyone ever told you that they appreciate you recently? How about you? Have you ever communicated to your employees or boss that you appreciate them? When was the last time you sat down with your boss or employees and felt like an equal? When you don't see eye to eye on something with someone, how do you react? Do you just walk away? Or if someone is upset, how do you diffuse the situation? These are just a few guiding questions that you won't want to miss. I'm Ruth Bushman, and I'm grateful that you're here. I look forward to having this conversation with you today, one-on-one, on Rain and Conflict, as we discuss key leadership principles, such as respectful communication and humble listening. A question to ponder for our listeners. When communicating with others, what helps you to be present and why? Could it be a particular desire or interest you have, or is it in your nature? If so, how can we change our nature to be more present? Welcome back to Rain and Conflict with Ruth Bushman as your host. We welcome CEOs, management, and all leaders, and that includes you, as we discuss principles of leadership and how it can be utilized to reign in conflict. Today, we have with us Jay Warnick. Jay has worked for three different NFL clubs, the Ravens, Seahawks, and the Chiefs. Today, you can find Jay as the grounds manager at Temple Square, overseeing 60 employees as he manages all of the downtown headquarters properties for all of the grounds operations down to the turf and up to the Christmas lights for the Salt Lake City Temple and 15 outlying buildings consisting of 250 acres for the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Although he is a, a manager, I wish the title could be flipped to being a present leader for Temple Square Grounds. Working alongside Jay when he filled the position in 2018 has been a benefit for all as he exemplifies a present leader. Thank you for joining us today, Jay, on Rain and Conflict. How are you doing today? doing great, Ruth. Thank you for the great introduction. It's good to be with you. Oh, you're welcome. No problem. Thanks. Um, and just to let like our listeners know a little bit more about the theme of the podcast and yourself, it's to, to help everyone to reign in conflict just a little bit more in their lives, whether it be in the home, workplace, or community. Because I've seen, and I'm sure you've seen throughout many instances, um, there's been many opportunities to uh, use leadership skills to help with with conflict um and um i just believe that through principles of leadership if we recall and implement cultivate and share it with others more um it'll give strength and courage to all as we come as teachers and followers um so i wanted to begin with asking you what what have been some key leadership principles that that you have seen in others well, I think in in our our business in the grounds business, uh, probably the one of the greatest principles I see is uh, somebody who tries to understand what each and every person on the team is responsible for and is also participating in. And um, by by an example, uh, my my position largely is administrative uh, with, with what I do. I'm even dressed that way now um, in, in uh, professional business attire. However, um, I always try and make it a point to um, get 
out and work alongside with the crew and including weeding and, and putting Christmas lights up, anything that they're doing um, to maintain that understanding. And if I can maintain that understanding when, when, uh, when problems do arise, then I know I'll be able to see their perspective much more clearly than just trying to uh, surmise or, or maybe guess what, what they might be going through at that time. Mm-hmm. I think that that's key. How did you, how did you learn that principle? Like, did it just come naturally or did you see that from somebody else, how they maybe worked alongside you? Yeah. Not to make myself sound noble because I'm not, <laughs> but I'm actually fortunate because the reason I, I really got into this industry is I, I love all aspects of it, including some of the tasks that people find undesirable. So for me, um, there's a personal enjoyment in being out uh, and the hands-on portion and we're especially working side by side with, with the crew members. And so it's nothing that I really ever had to think about or force myself into or, or didn't read in any kind of manual. It's just something I love to do. And I think just by good fortune, it happens to be something that I think relates well, again, especially in this particular business, which is very hands-on. That's true. Because I, I remember when I was working there as well that it it made a difference. At first, I think I was shocked and probably other coworkers were shocked too. They were like, wait, there's a manager out here too doing it with us? <laughs> um, so... It was it was great to be able to feel like equal in in all all different ways and being able to communicate. That's for sure. Um, and you had mentioned earlier, as you're talking about now too, that in written communication that you found um, respectful communication and humble listening as being key for reigning in conflict. Could you could you elaborate more on those principles on how it came to be or what they mean to you? Sure. Uh, it, it really ties in very closely to what I was, what we were just talking about in that uh, if we look at a team concept and we really want to have the strongest and, and uh, highest producing team, I, I believe every single team member has to feel respected, appreciated and, and valued. Um, I really, I do not see anything as they're just a, lawnmower or they're just a um, weed um, extraction professional (laughs) but every single person is important and and that respect is deserved and is owed to every single person Um, there there is no um, tier in my philosophy of that this person deserves more respect because they've attained a certain position um, mm-hmm. the, the second part in, in is listening to me is everything. And so if, if I respect somebody, um, I, I hope and the natural outcome would be uh, a, a higher level and higher quality of communication. So I, I would hope then if I respect every member on the team that I wouldn't um, talk down to, I wouldn't um, belittle um, but I would talk to them on a on an even plane, and 
by by so doing that that does so i said humble listening is i believe it requires some degree of of humility that we maybe do not get carried away or taken away in in whatever position we have based on the definition of the the flow chart or, or the organizational pyramid but for me to sit across from somebody regardless of their problem or regardless of their particular uh, position in the organization uh, if i can sit and and see them and listen to them equally um, the communication will be much much more effective and i i believe that an individual will share uh, what's on their mind uh, perhaps uh, in a in a more unfiltered manner if if that kind of makes sense that they won't be as guarded mm -hmm. that they'll feel as um, at ease and the end result of that then is is getting to a heart of an issue or a problem uh, much more rapidly and much more effectively which is at the end of the day really why we're communicating right is to try and solve problems and and try and, and run our business better and be more effective and efficient and uh, so if i can communicate uh, on a on a very uh, effective plane in, in that environment i will be doing better uh, not just with building trust with somebody but also building the efficiency of our business mm -hmm. that's very true i like that how you say that um with with that it was me um i was talking with a friend the other day and um, well, actually, before I say that, I was also wondering, um, with that, as you've sat across from people, um, it sounds like it's opened up barriers, like the, the, the guarding barriers in a way. Have you seen it open up other barriers at all, potentially? Um, I, I, I do. I, I think, again, uh, I mentioned trust. And oftentimes trust or lack thereof is a barrier mm -hmm. and for us to expect we have very high expectations here in our business and for us to be able to expect high things and difficult things and people's best effort even in very challenging circumstances or especially in challenging circumstances uh, i i believe there has to be trust that um, again, whomever has to know that if I'm asking them to do something that is very difficult, that they trust me. They trust me to know that it, it, it will work out, that their best effort um, will work out in the end. And if all of us are doing that, then we'll all end up arriving at the finish line of whatever our objective quality or um, completion of something uh, improvement of something. Um, so we're, we're definitely trying to establish uh, trust in everything we do. Mm -hmm. When you, when you say that about giving the best effort um, and when there's trust, it makes me think that, that also it can help with contributing to them wanting to give more of their best effort. Cause I think, under the surface that people are thinking that they're giving their best effort but then when there's somebody that truly cares um then that level of 
that bar that they've met before, it just like builds even more and it becomes easier and not more natural to, to accomplish. Um, but along with the, with the trust, the person I was talking to, Ashton, he was wondering, he had the question, like, how do you handle sensitive situations or diffuse a situation when that comes up? Um, is that specifically, um, yeah, is there a little bit more context to that type, what type of sensitive situation? Um, it could be whether it's between like employees that are struggling or, um, it could be any kind of situation. I think he's just wanting to know like a, a general concept of how to handle, um, I guess they are, it's kind of a double-sided question with the sensitive situations and then diffuse the situation. Um, so like, we'll go with the diffuse the situation for right now. So, yeah. So how do you, um, when things are heated, maybe between employees or, I don't know if you get involved with those kind of things, but. Sure. Um, it, oftentimes it's, it's not easy when, when there's emotions involved or when there is disagreement or, or conflict. Um, every, every situation I can think of is, is very different because every person is different in their approach. Uh, and, and maybe why they are in that situation, why they are in a combative or a conflicting situation. But I think there are some general principles and it, it really is just going back over some of the things we've already just discussed. So mm -hmm. first it's humble listening. Um, in almost every situation I can think of, um, diffusion doesn't happen from things I've said, but it's from things I've, I've heard or things I've listened to. And in, in most cases, if somebody is allowed to um, feel like they're being listened to and trying, and if I'm trying to understand them before formulating my judgment or formulating my comments, it, it's much more often than not, just that action alone will diffuse a situation. Um, and most times it's people just being able to express their opinion, be heard, and, and validated in, in their point of view. And, and then also to gather, um, it, it takes two people to have a conflict at least or, or more. And so it's mm -hmm. to gather all perspectives as well. If, if, if I show some type of favoritism or I, I run and rush to judgment in one person's defense at the expense of another, that, that very valuable trust that we've talked about will erode very rapidly. And um, so, again, it's listen, 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 and, and just try and hear not just the words that they're saying, but um, perceiving thoughts, feelings, emotions on, on uh, what brought them to that position. Mm -hmm. That makes made me think of... Uh... Um, an exercise we did in school called the dynamic encounter, I believe, 
where it would start off with basic questions of like, what's your name and what role do you fulfill, whether you're like a sibling, spouse or whatever. And then it, it goes to deeper questions later on. But throughout, throughout the questions, they exchange their thoughts and what, but they have to, it's like um, a dynamic count, an encounter to test and like really teach people to really listen and to listen behind what they're saying with their emotions by saying, so I, this is what I'm here. You're saying, you don't just summarize what they're saying. Um, but you go down into the emotions too. And you, you go in. So like, I can tell that you actually really care about your family. Um, and things like that. I probably some, something like that might help in those instances. Yeah. Excellent. Um, but the other day I was reading, I don't know if you've read, um, the seven habits of highly effective people. I have. Yeah. It's a good one, huh? It is a good one. Yeah. The, the fifth habit I was on and, um, there was a, a quote in there that I was looking at and, um, it was saying that we have such a tendency to rush in to fix things up with good advice but we often fail to take the time to diagnose to really deeply understand the problem first and so I think that really like backed up with what you and I were already saying that um, we can't go in and try and solve something without getting everybody's perspectives on things and we might come on come in with a, a diagnosis Maybe people have felt going to the doctors or something that they're just prescribing you and not really listening to you. Um, and it's not going to work, right? Yeah, that's I, time is also a, a great healer of, of conflict and, uh, of, like you say, contentious situations. Uh, so much now we want instant results. We want something to change and get fixed so fast and uh, just that taking that, we hear it figuratively, but literally taking that breath. Sometimes it takes an hour, sometimes it's a week to to step back and, and have a chance to really um, collect and, and diffuse emotion. And, and so I like that. Mm -hmm. That's true. Do you think when in those instances, like people, like there's many different ways people can um, or how they handle conflict. Some people just walk away completely. Um, and Or some people just give in and let the other person have their way. Which I don't think that's really right. Like you're not really getting to a solution. The problem will just arise later on. Um, but with, with the diffusing, have you ever tried um, in a situation saying that it got heated and you just, you're like, I need to actually like step aside. So you, you don't just walk away, but you tell them, I'm, tell them like, this is what I'm doing. Cause I don't want to be more upset and things like that. So that way they'll be open later on. Definitely. And again, it comes back to that, that clear communication too, is, is just being clear with that is uh, instead of just ignoring it, is to be clear let's step back and let's take some time 
and, and look at this and and we'll have a chance we will look at it uh, we're not just you know pushing it aside for later and forgetting about it but in that moment it's important to i think communicate that and and say let's step back just for the purpose of sorting our thoughts and feelings out a little bit more and uh, we'll all be better able to um, you know, reflect on the facts a little bit and, and uh, let's, let's um, kind of sort, organize, uh, and more often than not, that's very beneficial. And because there's a myriad of reasons why somebody might be in an emotional state that maybe even has nothing to do with a particular problem or issue. There, there's so many different things. If somebody's tired or somebody's frustrated or, uh, you know, it's been 107 degrees outside, you know, it could be that they're, yes. they're, they're over, uh, overheating. So there, there's so many things. And sometimes we, you know, we, we try and jump, like what you said, that we try and jump right in and, and, uh, and start trying to unpack all of the issues when, you know, again, sometimes it's just somebody stubbed their toe. <laughs> That's true. The littlest thing can make, can make anything go off. Um, they also like with the fifth habit, they were, they were talking about that as well, that, um, that when you are dealing with people, you can't really advise them on things till they know that, that you care. Um, and that, um, cause then they'll feel like that you're manipulating them and trying to create them to be a certain way, um, and so it's it's always yeah as you say that it's important to communicate to have them know what your motive is um, so that way they're they're more open. Um, I don't know if you've had like a a specific example in your life where it has been pivotal to you, where in conflict that you're like I. This like the situation really worked well, and I want to do it again, or, or maybe there was a bad situation. Well, I I can think of uh, as a married person, uh, it, it's quite frequent that in, in working with a a partner in in close proximity and and, and dealing with some very sensitive issues and, and, and items that um, I, I always appreciate um, my wife for her listening. And, and I've experienced that um, many, many times for the ability just to uh, kind of talk out things. Um, I personally do better if if I can really just kind of talk through and actually hear myself say something, get it out in the air. Mm -hmm. And it, it gives me a better opportunity to, to sort and organize thoughts. Um, sometimes rather than just having it all internal. Um, yeah. On the, on the flip side, um, I have been in situations as an employee where um, something went wrong and uh, I perhaps made a mistake, maybe, maybe didn't. There's, there's probably a lot of either example, but of uh, having judgment come upon me 
um, without even being able to explain or being able to uh, share my perspective and viewpoint. And it's very frustrating. It, it's, it is a very frustrating experience. And, you know, sure, it impacts how you approach your, your work. Uh, either operating out of fear of making mistakes in the future or uh, a certain resentment or bitterness can enter into uh, to your attitude in those conditions. So, yeah, most definitely I've uh, been beneficiaries of both learning opportunities. Mm-hmm. I, um, as you're talking about that with like those different feelings that can come in of, of fear or bitterness, um, well, I don't, there's too many books, but <laughs> I can't name which one it was in. Um, but they're talking about being in the box. You might have heard that, um, analogy when, when we perceive others a certain way, or we choose, uh, let me backtrack when we choose to go against the original inherent desire to do good, to, to perceive someone in well manner and desire to help them. Um, if we fail to choose that, to choose that, then we perceive ourselves as better than, or um, need to be seen as in different ways. And then that reflects onto them seeing how we, how we, how we view them. And they, um, we feel like, it's their fault and different things. And it leads to, to anger and bitterness of, and it just, it keeps cycling and it's all based off of how we view and our vision um, from the choices that we choose to make. Um, I'll send you a link or <laughs> I'll tell you later what the book was called. If you haven't heard of it. That sounds great. And I, I actually just came prior to, to talking to you, I was in a staff meeting and, and somebody brought up the concept of great leadership principle of uh, assuming, making an assumption that everyone that we manage or that we associate with, that everyone is trying to do their best. So mm-hmm. operating from that versus the alternate, which would be that they're, you know, so in fact, somebody made the comment that the person who was talking about this was they used to assume that people were um, purposely doing something bad just to tick me off, you know, that they come to work and they're doing a horrible job just to make me mad. Um, But when she said that she pivoted and had this realization of I'm going to assume they're trying to do their best, even if they might be struggling and and off their game and not doing a, a great job at that particular time, just the the foundation of that that particular discussion and addressing them maybe it's in a deficient situation completely changes the dynamic of that conversation when you have that assumption that they are trying to do their best Mm -hmm. so this was just like a a leadership meeting or it it was i was in with our our supervisors we're in a supervisor meeting and and uh, it was one of our hr representatives um we were talking about um, corrective action and actually some conflict resolution, and um, it, it was it was fascinating this discussion. And and uh, 
some of our supervisors were talking about, yep, that difference when I come upon something and I see something wrong, if I automatically jump to the conclusion of, oh, they're, they're just doing this to aggravate me or they can't get this right versus, all right, I'm going to assume they were doing their best and still fell short or still made a mistake. But, but just how that uh, one, one tears walls down versus putting up walls as far as uncorrective action. Mm-hmm. That's a great, true. great discussion. Sounds awesome. Mm-hmm. I would love to have that like once a week, once a month. How, do you guys get that often? We, uh, yeah, so we do, we meet monthly with our supervisor group and then we do have uh, some form of discussion on uh, refining our skills, improving our skills on um, corrective feedback conversations and, and how to um, to help give others um, feedback, setting boundaries, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Do they do like a follow-up at, like every month with whatever they lectured on the pre- previously? We do. We, we do open up with just some experience, uh, sharing experiences from, from just the, the past month or whatever comes to mind. And uh, it's great. It's great. Uh, information sharing and especially when we're we're in, we're in the same boat all together uh, having essentially similar experiences but very productive way to to learn and, and to share again from others wisdom mm-hmm. I, I like that I bet as you as you guys have talked about it you guys like more deeply see each other even more so um, and there was a there's a quote from the same book of highly effective people um, that they say that you increase your ability to influence many of the things in your circle of concern and watch what happens to you the more deeply you understand other people the more you will appreciate them the more reverent you will feel about them to touch the soul of another human being is to walk on holy ground and so to me, it sounds like walking into that room um, sounds like everybody's being heard and and welcome. Um, That's what we shoot for. And again, it, it comes back to restating what we said before is just a, mm-hmm. a very open um, environment of listening and, and really trying to hear everybody's perspectives. I like that. With While it was like during the during the pandemic still a little bit going on but um but earlier with if there was meetings did did you guys ever discuss and and talk about how covid impacted um the church in your department if there was any said challenges and maybe if there wasn't any challenges like what what contributed to it not being such a problem well, by nature, because of the business that we are in, uh, very little of what we do, so planting flowers, mowing lawns, hanging Christmas lights, uh, can be done virtually. It has to be done on site. Um, the interesting experience for our group is 
what is normally a, a bustling, heavily visited, you know, well over north north of a million visitors per year to this area, uh, completely stopped. And so one of the interesting influences of this past year and a half is just that it was we kind of felt like we were the um, the last standing uh, people at this outpost, you know, that it was vacant, uh, abandoned almost like a ghost town. And yet we were the ones coming every single day. And, and so that was a, another unique perspective just in how we do our work. But um, I, I think it brought us closer together um, because again, it was for the most part, just us that, that came in day in and day out. And we, we did implement uh, many uh, safety principles. Uh, we did some staggered start times uh, to try and minimize exposure of, of crew members, tried to keep the numbers down. Um, at one point, um, which it was quite interesting, but we would normally approach a flower bed, we would jump in and, and plant it together and weed it together and, and, um, and, and with multiple people. Um, but we, for safety reasons, would actually distance ourselves even out in the flower beds. And so we would make sure that just one person was in this bed, one was in that one, and, and actually kept our distancing and our face coverings. And even when we we're out doing our, our work, um, we were very fortunate, I would say, as a group, because we we were here together. We didn't have the luxury of, of just kind of packing it up and working at home. Uh, by and large, we were very fortunate with health and with um, safety uh, while still keeping. I'm, I'm so proud of each person that was here because if you were to walk on our properties, you wouldn't know the difference. It, it looks just like it did um, at any other given time. And so they really kept up the quality and the standards uh, and, um, and health at the same time. I like that. And plus they get to work outside, which is so much fun. <laughs> yes. Yes. That's the other, the other benefit is, and in fact, several made that comment of with the stress and, you know, keep in mind, we had pandemic, but then we also had an earthquake. Mm -hmm. We also had a once in a hundred year windstorm that came through. Um, you know, of course, now we're, we're struggling with the drought. So we had other things that were laid on top of this, but several of our people said they've never appreciated more of what it means to work in the garden because they actually felt peaceful. They felt safe. They felt protected while they were here at work and, mm -hmm. uh, and had that nature connection as well um, to help relieve some of the stresses that we were experiencing with riots and protests and all of the other things that were going on around us. It's true. When you were saying the the windstorm, I'm like, there was a windstorm? Couldn't remember. But then I was like, oh, yeah, I was there for that time, for a, a time being. Yes, <laughs> and, yes. And it's true that um, if I was at home, I'd probably be freaking out more. But when I was there, I was like, this is kind of fun <laughs> as we're dragging branches out of the road. 
but... I just told our people an hour ago, if you haven't kept a journal yet, you better start now because <laughs> ten, 10 years from now, nobody will believe the list of experiences that happened in this last, this last year. Yeah. Miracles truly do happen. It's pretty cool. And it's, and it's pretty cool how you're saying that the, that the peace and safety that they all felt while working there. Um, and I'm sure that all the visitors, when they come, that they probably feel the same and they can't wait for the temp for the temple square to fully, fully open up. Yes. Yes. And we're right there. It's, it's actually starting as we speak. So we're huh. headed back to normal. Yes. All right. <laughs> well, if there's anything that I haven't addressed yet, but you're like itching to share about, um, about being a leader or any words of advice for people out there? Well, there's one thing that came to mind as I've thought about your topic and I, I think it's great is, is conflict itself. And sometimes when we hear conflict automatically, we paint it as a very negative uh, that something that if we have conflict, we're doing something wrong or something's wrong. Um, but conflict by, by nature is actually a positive. So conflict shows that I have an idea, you have an idea, they might be different, but when we compare ideas, when we talk through ideas, um, it makes me better. It makes you better. And so just like in our business here, um, we see conflicts as a good thing because it means that somebody's invested, that they're seeing something, they're expressing something, and somebody else might see something different, and it makes us better. Now, there's good conflict and bad conflict. Um, mm -hmm. So the good conflict we, we welcome, we love. It's what improves us and makes us better. And oftentimes, it's just the packaging. It's how I share the idea um, respectfully. Um, the bad conflict is it's my idea. That's all that matters. Your idea doesn't matter. Um, so I just wanted to share that. I, that oftentimes we shy away from and kind of run from conflict. Uh, but to me, it's a healthy sign of a crew that's engaged fully and trying to do their, their work the best that they possibly can. I like that. I like that you really define, help define that. And I, I also see that like with conflict that it's just like the definition to me is just perceived differences. It's, it's not that you're actually really different, um, but just the, per, the perception that communication is key. And as you say, welcome in conflict, <laughs> the good yeah. kind for sure. Um, so um, I appreciate your time that you're willing to, to make out of your day today to be able to talk with, with me and, and everybody else today. Um, with, with the topics that have been discussed today, I just wanted to ask a rhetorical question to our listeners is that what have we learned about ourselves? What changes are we committed to making? If needed, whom can we ask for help? And you know where you can begin. And just, just always remember, don't let the idea of failure paralyze you. Just as, as Jay is saying that we, um, that conflict can be good. Just don't let it, don't let it scare you off. Keep trying, working on it and work on 
organizing those packaging. So in conclusion with the question that was prefaced is when communicating with others, what helps you to be present and why? Could it be a particular desire or interest you have or is it in your nature? If so, how can we change our nature to be more present? Let us learn from each other as we become as humble listeners and communicate with others what we have learned. And maybe one day we can all love conflict just as much as Jay and I do. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, so thank you so much, Jay, for, for meeting with us today. It's a pleasure having you. My pleasure. And this is a lot of fun. Absolutely. Catch you later. Okay, thanks. Um, bye. Jay mentioned that his role as a manager, by good fortune, has suited him well for finding personal enjoyment in all aspects, both managerial and getting his hands dirty while working with his employees and colleagues in the garden at Temple Square. We may not be as fortunate as him, so how can you find enjoyment in all aspects of your job? I bet that if we take the principles Jay has done along with the others and worked alongside our employees, we first of all will shock them by having a manager work with us, but in due time it will invite respect and humility to both parties. I don't know about you, but that sounds like a great culture and working environment that I would want to be a part of. So let's change things up and shock our employees for good and give it a shot by working alongside our employees. Today. Jay invited his employees to keep a journal if they haven't begun one yet. I want to extend that invitation to all of you. You may even take some note of some of the leadership principles you have learned from those leaders in your life. I'd love to hear about them. If you're itching to share with others, reach out and share them with me at my email, reignconflict at gmail.com. You never know. I may use some of those leadership principles in my upcoming ebook, Reign in Conflict. And I'd love to mention your name. That's right, all in due time. Maybe one day we can all become more invested in the workplace and learn to love conflict more. Stay tuned. You can find Rain and Conflict on Spotify, including my consulting website at rainandconflict.wixsite.com forward slash consulting. This is bound to be a beneficial conversation. So listen in.